0: It's Amy's Table, a girl's guide to living, with Amy Tobin on Q102. Pull up a chair and join us.
1: Stephen Reichlin is America's master griller, and Bon Appetit named him Cooking Teacher of the Year in 2003. In addition to his best-selling, award-winning barbecue Bible cookbooks, his articles have been featured in publications like Food and Wine and Bon Appetit and as host of the popular PBS series Barbecue University. Stephen has spent the last five years crisscrossing the globe, visiting dozens of countries and six continents to create his most ambitious book yet, Planet Barbecue, an electrifying journey around the world's barbecue trail. Welcome back to Amy's Table, Stephen. I'm glad to have you here.
0: Well, hello, Amy. I'm glad to be here. That was quite a mouthful, wasn't
1: it? <laughs> I know. And that's the abbreviated version of all that you do, I'll tell ya. you. You've got got so many awards, so many television shows, so many books. Last count, how many books?
0: Uh, well, I actually just, f- this is book number 28. 28. I just finished my 29th, which is a novel. has nothing to do with barbecue. Uh, It's about to make its rounds in uh, the publishing world in New York, so keep your fingers crossed.
1: Very cool. Now, we didn't even plan to talk about that, but I have to ask you, is this your first foray into writing fiction?
0: Yep, it's my first novel. Uh it's a love story set on an island off the coast of New England and I'll leave it at that.
1: Oh, wow, that's cool. Well I can't wait to hear about that. Yeah, me too. I I bet you have great success with it. Well, I'm sure that all of you've traveled around the world for for grilling barbecue for quite some time, but I'm sure the research for this trip had to have been just exhilarating or this book exhilarating going around the globe, literally.
0: Uh it was fabulous. I mean, I visited fifty-three countries on six continents. Uh, most of the time got to travel with my wife, which made oh, it fun. Oh, very nice. Uh, and, um, you know, it's, uh, it, it was sort of the book of a lifetime. I mean, the, 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 you know, the travel of a lifetime, the book of a lifetime, yeah. the research of a lifetime.
1: Yeah. Well, I listed out sort of some of the countries. We mm-hmm. couldn't obviously get through all of them today. And, and we're familiar with some of the things that these countries do. Argentina, mm-hmm. for example, all the steakhouses cropping up around the U.S. But, I mean, you there's some crazy stuff to report on. But let's start with Argentina And the way that they cook a steak.
0: Well, okay, super simple. Uh, Salt, sometimes not even uh, pepper. Uh, In uh, the cities, it would be done what's called parisia style, which means on a grill, charcoal-burning or wood-burning grill, served with a very simple sauce called chimichurri, which is basically Mm -hmm. uh, dried herbs or parsley uh, and garlic, uh, olive oil, and vinegar. So, very different than our notion of barbecue sauce. Where it gets interesting is on the ranches where they'll build a big bonfire and they'll take a whole sheep or small pig and flay it open, stick it on a stake in front of the fire and, uh, and just roast it with salt and fresh air as the only seasonings. Oh, man. I
1: bet that was not only just tremendous to eat, but tremendous really to witness. Yeah, really. I mean, that's half of it, isn't it? Sort of, we talked about this before, the whole ritual of, of men cooking meat over flames. And women.
0: <laughs> and women. and women. It's
1: true. It's true.
0: Because if you're next stop, I don't know if you're going alphabetically, but if you go to a place like Cambodia, or Indonesia, or Thailand, or Serbia, or even mexico uh women at the grill predominate
1: isn't that interesting interesting? i wonder why is it
0: probably because they're better at it well
1: finally you said it no i'm kidding (laughs) but that is interesting that culturally there are more women at the grill than men there
0: i mean i do have a theory i think in in southeast asia at least um it's a kind of socioeconomic thing uh grilling is sort of the entry-level business if you want to have a street stall or a push cart because you don't need much for a grill. All you need is charcoal and a metal can or a hubcap or a tire rim, and you've got a grill. If yeah. you want to graduate up to stir-frying or deep-frying, well, then you need a ring burner, you need propane a more tanks. Cash. Yeah, yeah, exactly.
1: Interesting. Well, you know, you said going alphabetically. The mm-hmm. book, interestingly, doesn't go alphabetically or in geographic order. You go by type of meat.
0: Well, I do. There's sort of about five or six different uh, narrative lines in the book. So... Uh, Like a cookbook, it's organized by beef, pork, chicken, seafood, etc. But then another kind of part of the narrative is by country. There's a series of 30 essays on different grilling countries and cultures. And then there are a series of 30 boxes on great grill masters, and that's sort of the human people side.
1: The real people you met along the exactly. way. I love that.
0: There's a uh, history of uh, barbecue because it turns out that uh, the act of uh, cooking meat with live fire had a profound evolutionary impact on who we are, how we think, what we look like, how we relate to one another. I mean, you could really, uh, for me, we became human the moment we started to cook meat over food. Oh,
1: I, you know, anybody who thinks that food is, we fuss too much over food ought to really realize that. Thank you. It's because, it's why we're standing here That's today. It's why we're here. Yeah, no right. doubt, no doubt. Well, I think it's interesting that, you know, uh, you've got, say, pork, mm-hmm. for example, the book is, is organized by type of meat. How many different ways did you see pork? And would they all be recognizable in ways that, I mean, you know, how differently were they prepared?
0: Well, it's, uh, that's a very interesting question. Uh, and uh, pork is one of the, you know, the world's great and most popular meats. Although, interestingly, on any given night on Planet Barbecue, probably more people are eating lamb than any other kind of meat because the lamb zone covers, uh, Africa, the Mediterranean, Central Asia, Australia, New Zealand. It's huge. But uh in pork, you know, it's uh everything from uh tiny bite sized pork satays from Thailand and uh Bali uh to whole hogs which are spit roasted uh with great gusto in Greece. Mm. a wonderful recipe uh, for oregano scented whole spit roasted. Uh, pork and grease there's a a Balinese spit roasted hog stuffed with lemongrass and turmeric and uh, and oh, chili wow. peppers and ginger uh really great. I think probably the most unusual pork dish actually is found in Hungary where they'll take a slab of bacon and grill it That's on a stick right there <laughs> over a fire grilled bacon okay, so and what you do is you do it in such a way that the bacon fat drips onto slices of grilled rye bread uh spread with raw onions. <laughs>
1: Oh, that's Uh, good. this is like,
0: uh, I mean, just take an extra Lipitor before you return to that page.
1: I love that. Well, in pork, you know, it's fascinating to me that most of the world is eating lamb, which I hadn't even thought about. But with pork, is it really, would you say, the most utilized animal and that they use the most of that creature than any other as as cuts of meat or Yeah,
0: I think so. I mean, certainly at least... In in an open, uh, uh, acknowledged way. I mean, and now with the pork mania sweeping the United States, I mean, you can't get enough pig's feet or, you know, uh, fried pig's ears. Frankly, I
1: I can. I (laughs) can get enough of both of those. (laughs) Uh,
0: But what I mean is, you go to all the chic fashionable restaurants in New York and Los Angeles, and that's, you know, that's what everybody's serving. And, you know, butchers have sort of become the new Adonises of the food world. Yeah. Which is very cool. Right. But uh, I suspect that, you know, with lamb and cat and cows, they're using all those parts too. We just don't know about it. <laughs> oh, oh! I mean, they're getting yes. ground into sausage and ham. I see what you're saying. Yeah, like that. that's true. Right.
1: If you're just joining us, we're speaking with Stephen Reichlin about his latest book, which is Planet even- Barbecue. <laughs> Thank you. Gosh, you got so many. I got to keep them straight. Now, okay, we're talking about how the the book is broken apart by different kinds mm-hmm. of meats, and then you've got the great little little sub subcategories mm-hmm. in each one. But what are some of the most unusual cooking uh, vessels or like you're cooking on a shovel?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, this is a a lamb on a shovel. It's a uh, preparation from the outback in Australia where people didn't necessarily have grill grates. uh, So they'd build a campfire with wood logs, uh, put the lamb chops on the shovel, roast it right uh, in the smoky fire. Totally fantastic. Elsewhere uh, on the uh, west coast of France, uh, they will roast... uh, Mussels on a bed of dry pine needles. That's so, that so cool. Kind of the pine needles catch fire. They cook the mussels. They smoke the mussels. Uh, a technique that is sort of echoed in uh, northern Quebec uh, where they'll grill rib steaks on uh, spruce, fresh spruce branches. So you get this kind of piney flavor. Uh, you know, bottom line is the ingenuity when it yes. comes to grilling. Uh, you know, grilling—it's in our DNA. It's something we love, we're passionate about. But everywhere it's different, and that's what makes a project like Planet Barbecue so exciting.
1: Oh, it's very, very cool, and you're you're so interesting to talk to. I just I want to try everything you talk about every time. Well, let me ask you before we let sure. you go today. So pine needles and beach logs and etc. Where does the average Joe who's just trying to cook in Planet? You know, their backyard. <laughs> Where do they find this kind of thing?
0: Well, uh, let's see. Pine needles. Uh, I'm looking out the window here at your studio <laughs> well, and I see a spruce tree. I guess tree. that's true. So okay. we dry them out. So that's pretty easy. Okay. Uh, dry pine, well, dry pine needles for the mussels you can get at gardening uh, supply places. Oh, like this
1: m- t- topping for mulch. Yeah, because okay.
0: that's, uh, you know, that's apparently what you need for that um, but also if I can give my website address it's barbecuebible.com that's b-a-r-b-e-c-u-e-b-i-b-l-e.com we have a lot of these resources there they're also mentioned in the book uh, and then we have a free newsletter that comes out once a month which I
1: subscribe to I think it's great uh, I love or it or
0: less and that, you know, that has a lot of those resources too
1: and we should mention you've got this product line too which is very cool
0: yeah, yeah some you're really going to conquer it's
1: going to be planet Stephen Reichlin, right? right I'm working on it <laughs> So tell us real quick before we go. About well,
0: absolutely. This. I teamed up with a group called the Companion Group. We've got the longest tongs on the market with a flashlight built into one arm, so you can see what you're doing at night. Called the Lumatong. Uh, we have uh, love that creme brulee irons for making the Catalan creams and Planet Barbecue. Uh, all manner of wood planks, uh, chip soakers, uh, slider baskets. The slider basket, uh, that's very clever. Popper racks, rib racks, and you can find that on grillingforall.com. And that's grilling, like you'd spell it, and then the number four, and then all.
1: Perfect. And I'll put all of that on amystable.com Fantastic. as well. Well, continued success and I can't wait to hear about your novel. I mean that's just amazing. Well,
0: thank you. And Amy, you're such a live wire. Even though uh, <laughs> I'm on something like day uh, 49 of a 2-month uh, book tour and haven't slept more than 4 hours in oh. last week, I'm always energized to come here. So oh, thank you. thank you. Stick around for another helping from Amy's table on Q102. Q
2: Welcome to Mile 5033, the first mile of the first road trip with you and your newborn. Thankfully, your Hyundai Tucson has an available 10.25-inch infotainment screen so you can seek out the soothing sounds of nature to keep your kid calm, or whatever else babies are listening to these days. And with available wireless device charging, your phone will stay powered up so you can ask the internet Why the baby just made that weird gurgling sound at mile 5,062. Or that scrunchy face at mile 5,103. Because when it comes to navigating the new roads in life, we're thinking of every mile. The new Hyundai Tucson. It's your journey. Test drive the new Tucson at your nearest Hyundai dealer or learn more at HyundaiUSA.com some cauldron cooking toad training witch i've got better things to do that's why i use shipped to save precious time to cast your own time-saving spell visit shipped.com slash magic that's s-h-i-p-t dot slash magic